3: Hey, so you've probably heard us talk a lot about Zencaster lately, and the reason for that is because they provide excellent studio quality sound for us here every time we record a Triviality. Stay tuned to the mid-roll, and check out a special offer code that we've got for you. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is
4: Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, here with a full studio uh, full of men. Ken, Jeff, and uh, Matt. <laughs> it's not, not uncommon. since hey, all right. It's the four of us always. It is. It's like uh, the uh, Thunder Down Under, but for podcasting. I am wearing the uh, the chaps. Yeah. What do the, they wear? Uh, Thunder Down it, Under, it's I like believe, wears like denim chaps or. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the Chippendales, I believe, are like dress pants. Right. Or like th- Oh, or, I know what you're talking about now. They yeah. have those. Boards in uh, Vegas. Now, here's... Don't, don't pretend that you didn't know. Uh, now I know. I believe Jeff wrote a an article about the conspiracy that he believed that not all of the Thunder Down under men are actually Australian. They're probably just models from other countries, but How they don't say they? it.
5: How dare they?
4: We wanted a unique.
5: Yeah, and I would think Australian had enough male models for that.
4: I would think so. Australia, Brazil, all the good-looking people, very South attractive. South Africa men. as well. Very
5: good listeners. We were number three in games and sports in Australia. So were we really? You. Yeah. Oh, thanks well, to our Australian listeners. It's
4: all that footy talk. Yeah, that's true. So footy, Australian rules football. We know how to paint. What are the other SEO words that we need? Collingwood (laughs) magpies. Kangaroo. Kangaroo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nike spoonie. Hello to all our Australian listeners. Uh, Well, today we have a very special episode. We're super excited. Uh, We've had um, a uh, couple of listeners that uh, have been so loyal to us for a long time and uh, we've been excited to send them posters and, and other stickers and perks. I think there's a box that is still on route uh, through the USPS, which takes forever to get there. Uh, but today's a special South African episode. Uh, two of our listeners are from Cape Town, South Africa, uh, Rules Guy Impersonators on Patreon, which we appreciate. Uh, and we talked before we started recording um, that the South African uh, pronunciation uh, of their name is much different than what the Anglicized uh, version is. So I'm going to give it a go. Uh, so please forgive me, uh, anyone else who is in South Africa. But uh, I'm going to try and pronounce this correctly. Our first host is Gerard Thran. And uh, also joining him is Emma Angers. Thank you for joining the show. Hey, how was that?
0: That was...
5: Uh, An effort. Pretty okay. cool. Pretty good, cool. Okay. <laughs>
4: Well, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves, how you found the show, all that good stuff.
0: Um, yeah, we, we found your show during lockdown. We both like really enjoy quizzing and used to do a lot of pub trivia before the pandemic started. And I think, um, yeah, we just really missed it during lockdown. So we're looking for any sort of trivia podcast and came across your guys. I think we we started listening in 2020 like end of 2020 and so we yeah
6: during the pandemic
0: we decided to go through right from the beginning see COVID way, was great for everyone
5: is that no no uh, yeah. <laughs> i don't think so well, okay. it,
0: it was it was fun listening to your episodes from the start because it was i guess almost like a tragic irony as as you got closer and closer to march 2020 <laughs> and you know talking about <laughs> things you're going to do during the year and you kind of knew what was coming um, but, yeah, it was just, it, it really helped us having that to listen to it during lockdown. And, um, yeah, now, now things are kind of opening up again. So we've started doing a bit more pub quizzing. But, yeah, still listening to your show regularly and really, yeah, really enjoying it. So thanks. Thank yeah, you. Awesome.
7: That's what we want to do is just fill the gap between uh, trivia nights or, in, in the case of the pandemic, a two-year gap. Yeah,
3: i never right. really thought about it as a, <laughs> like a time capsule like that, obviously, because it's just been happening to the us in real tragedy. time, but
5: that's really... Like, I can't wait to travel this summer. <laughs> 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 wah,
8: wah. Um,
0: I'm a math teacher, a high school math teacher, although at the moment I'm working in online learning, and um, yeah, just really enjoy quizzing, enjoy puzzles, like crossword puzzles, number puzzles, escape rooms, just of figuring
8: stuff
5: out. Love a good escape room. Very fun. Yeah.
6: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm Gerard. I work as a 3D designer, but mostly in architecture. Although I have recently started doing more like 3D sculpting in the hopes of eventually 3D printing some figurines of like favorite anime and game characters. I really like video games and anime and all sorts of entertainment stuff like that. I also enjoy a lot of hiking, and yeah, it's been a lot to keep us busy during this two years So awesome of isolation.
4: Well, we see some wonderful art behind you, so it'll be nice to look at that during the game, but uh, we're going to team up today two-on-two, two, just do a classic triviality game, uh, and I we, we flipped a uh, memory card, and it looks like Matt is going to be with Jeff, and I'm going to be with Ken. So Matt and uh, Jeff, uh, any ideas on the team name?
7: I, I liked what you said
4: about the... Uh the legacy yeah i don't know if i could pronounce it again but uh thron, thron. yeah thron? thron yeah right because we so so basically the name is spelled sort of what you would be familiar with is like charlie's theron or how we say it here probably incorrectly but uh, the pr- pr- uh, correct pronunciation is thron so you're mm-hmm. gonna be thron legacy thron legacy our will favorite be movie
7: jeff bridges national treasure
4: i like that all right <laughs> uh well let's uh let's throw it to uh the rules guy and uh we'll hear those rules All right, so we are ready to play the game. Uh, Both of you, please take it away.
6: Round one, question number one. Does a question about about Bloodsport count as a sports question? (laughs) Used as the setting for part of the movie Bloodsport, what is the name of the densely populated and ungoverned Chinese enclave that was demolished in 1994? This does not count as a sports question. (laughs) Do you know
5: this? (laughs) No, do you know it? Uh,
3: yes, I
7: believe I do. Perfect. So it's the setting of the movie Bloodsport, right?
5: Yeah, I'm
4: trying to remember. I mean, I can picture Forrest Whitaker running around in a suit looking for Frank Dukes.
5: Well, our Bloodsport took place in Brookfield,
4: Illinois. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> does that sound like a thing? Yeah, Macau, Bangkok. I don't believe is correct. Let's say Macau. Okay, I know there's a lot of casinos in Macau. Ba- That's Bangkok. That's all I know about Macau. In Thailand. So you were. I'm way off. You yeah. were not close there. All right, Macau is fine. We'll say Macau.
3: Um. My only instinct on this, Matt, when we locked in was that um, they said it was demolished. Um, I remember there was a hyper-populated building structure known as Kowloon Walled City. I believe that the Chinese demolished because it was a huge health hazard.
6: So uh, that's what we locked in. And Kowloon Walt City is correct. Wow, wow. Jeff. It's very specifically well, <laughs> correct. Yeah, very
8: specific.
5: Are you so, both yeah, we sorry,
6: people
4: to... in Macau? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I mean, they're all winning money out there. Um, are, are you both fans of the movie Bloodsport?
6: I've seen it many, many years ago. Um, I haven't watched it in recent years. Holds up. But Emma... I am... Hmm? I, oh, Emma's... I, I, I'm not, no. I was going to say, Emma was shaking her head uh, Yeah,
4: very, very hard. <laughs>
7: What was that uh, What was that movie that we watched with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in
4: New Orleans? Oh, Hard Target? Hard Target. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, it was That's very over the top, yeah. He punches a snake in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get question two.
6: Okay, round one, question two. This is definitely breaking COVID regulations. The record for highest attended free music concert is a close tie between two artists. One questionably sexy Brit and one breathtaking French composer. Both concerts had approximately 3.5 million people in attendance. They took place in Rio de Janeiro in 1994 and Moscow in 1997, respectively. Name either artist. For a bonus point, name both. All right, it seems like Neil, you have some sort of idea?
4: I do, yeah, let's lock this based, one in.
1: Based
7: on the questionably sexiness of the Brit? Great clue there, yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll uh, lock in the main answer, and we probably don't know the second one. Mm-hmm.
3: Matt, do you like my body? Do you think I'm sexy?
5: I don't know. Rod Stewart? Is that who that is?
3: I'm, I think it might be Rod Stewart.
5: I was just going to say Prince Charles because people aren't sure, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I never bought his album. So I, I I think Rod Stewart's fine.
3: Prince colon Charles? Is yeah.
8: The... <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, my, my gut leads me to someone who would have been kind of famous. Long enough ago. Did three
5: point five million people want to see Rod Stewart? Maybe. Okay.
3: Uh, you know, he, Do you think I'm sexy? I mean, okay. Rio's a sexy place.
4: Man. That is true. So, I have no idea. Anything if that's right for or not. the
3: composer? Uh, Daft Punk, just because. Uh, just as a joke.
4: That, that was going to be our guest for the for the uh, <laughs> composer as well. So we said Daft Punk for that. But yeah, we also picked up on that clue just a little bit longer than probably we need to. But we also said
6: Rod Stewart. And Rod Stewart is correct for the concert in. Rio de Janeiro. The second comp- the second one is Jean Michel Jarre, who is a French composer that did the, um, the album Oxygen, hmm. like the Oxygen trilogy albums, which Must is be really, really big in Russia. Part. Cool. Um, round one, question number th- three. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Which 2014 movie has the following actors? Alicia Vikander? Oscar Isaac and Domhnall Gleeson. Yeah, we're, lo- we're locked in. <laughs> Was there more to your question? No. Nope. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Ex Machina.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Uh,
3: oh. I love that movie. Are you yeah, kidding? Too. Oscar yeah, Isaac no, dancing no. in that movie?
4: <laughs> <dance floor. laughs> it's so good. Yeah, we also said Ex Machina.
3: I want to stay. Ex you can sent, stay yeah. in that house. Yeah.
6: That's I'm going to cool. go there. Yeah, Ex, ex Machina is correct. Yeah. yeah, I love that movie, too. Question number four. Chefs of the North Star. Which capital city has the most Michelin star restaurants in the world? At the time of recording, it has a total of 212.
7: Well, yeah, my, uh, I'm divided between trying to follow my heart and follow the clue. And actually, I have kind of a convoluted answer, but I think it's kind of... I'm, I'm getting somewhere with it. All right, so, let's go with it.
5: All right. I would think... Without a clue, my first instinct I would have be Paris. Paris. Yeah. yeah, they're known for their
3: and Michelin is a French company. Yeah, so without a doubt, that would have been my gut.
5: But north, I mean, Paris is kind of north. I guess
3: it is. Yeah. When he says, I mean, the the furthest north capital city, as you mentioned, actually is Reykjavik. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's two hundred. There, there was no way there's two hundred Michelin star restaurants there. I just there's,
8: I don't mm-hmm. think the city well, it, would
3: support that.
5: Maybe Toronto.
3: Toronto is funny. Uh Toronto's only the capital of a province though. Ottawa is the capital of Canada. That's
5: exactly what I meant. Ottawa. I was testing um, you. Great job. <laughs>
3: <laughs> with with North Star though, it does make me think Minnesota. So maybe it could be a capital of a state. Maybe Minneapolis surprisingly no, has like No, there's no way it's 212.
4: great
5: food scene yeah i'm sorry minnesota but there's no way they're not giving out michelin stars for every restaurant
4: there uses the dry ice thing that's because they're all michelin star restaurants
3: okay well then my other guess would be it would be something scandinavian okay where it would be like what about uh stockholm
4: sweden or
3: something like that
5: they just convinced everybody there that they have michelin stars
3: they're just no they're just like all of our restaurants are the best we will make no restaurant will be not a michelin star.
4: Okay. Once you come here you'll never leave. So right? what do you
5: want to go with? I'm uh, still I'm still thinking Paris.
3: Okay, we can go Paris since we got nothing really
5: yeah.
7: good. All right, here's my here's my thinking. So he says Chefs of the North Star, which immediately in my mind I think of Fist of the North Star. We know that they're into anime over there. So I'm thinking uh Tokyo.
6: And Tokyo is correct. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a nice one. Yeah, can can caught up on the clue. Um, yes, which was a plan on first of the notes. That was very loud. <laughs> yeah.
4: great clues so far. These are these are wonderful clues helping us. For that 10. actually
3: makes a lot of sense because Tokyo's got like thirty-eight million people. So mm-hmm. so probably a lot of restaurants. Probably a lot of
7: restaurants. 37 million restaurants. <laughs> They're attentive to their food.
6: You know,
3: there there are Michelin star like
6: sushi places that I can name. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. Round one, question number five. When the stars align, of the new seven wonders of nature, only one has a constellation named after it. Originally named Mons-Mensai, but now known as Mensa, which natural landmark does it represent?
4: It's making me think. I can see the pictures of the seven uh, nature-made ones Are they in the room? Do you know them? I don't know their names. One of them I know is Alexandria, but I think that's the library. But that, those that are not is the not natural the ones. That not <laughs> no. One of them <laughs> a big. Those are, those are, are of the ancient, those are uh, the ancient. ones. One of them is like a nice tree, but I don't know what it's called.
8: <laughs> so we'll
5: just say General Sherman.
4: <laughs> My the favorite Joshua tree. tree oh uh, yeah. I, I can't believe he was named after a Tree, tree Rollins. Um, He's played for the Clippers. I know. I've seen the pictures. I just don't know what they're called. I don't know. Mount Everest. Sure. So. I don't know any of the wonders of the natural world,
5: but... Other
3: what than about...
4: Jeff, Ken, Neil, and Matt? Oh, jeez.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a wonder word. I mean, Very probably, probably the Grand Canyon's one, right? I was thinking, like, the Grand Canyon might be one, but Victoria also... Victoria Falls. I was trying to think of what kind of constellation might... Like, like can you think of any constellations of, of like, natural things that aren't, like... Uh, if I it's not
5: about Orion's belt... Because
3: you have, like, Orion, but... Orion's dude.
5: wristwatch. yeah. I don't know Ryan's iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> Scary case. Uh, His iPhone pocket bulge. <laughs> let's, let's move on from Orion. He's, hit, he's um, had a rough week. Um,
3: maybe the Big Dipper, Little Dipper. I mean, is there Ursa something Major, that looks like? Minor. Is there something that looks like a big spoon somewhere in nature? Yeah, people are like, ah,
5: That's, oh, it's Jeff. He's the big spoon. Thank you. It may think of a maybe it's a waterfall. There's probably a constellation named. Probably. For waterfall. I can't think of one, but what about the Victoria Falls?
3: We can guess Victoria Falls. Yeah. Or Niagara Falls or Victoria Falls. Yeah, that's a big one. That's our guess.
7: And we said Mount Everest, unfortunately.
0: So you did say this is a South Africa themed episode. Mm-hmm. It's actually a South African landmark. It's Table Mountain.
8: Oh, oh no. I, was, I was right on the
4: mountain. It was a mountain, you're right. Yeah, I got it was, that. Yeah, far. it's
6: one of the new seven one is oh, and I yeah, I forgot to mention that this was a listener submitted question that we did for question five, which was actually a question that Emma's dad um suggested. Nice. Oh, okay. well, Thanks, MS. Yeah, yeah. Uh so after
4: five, how many points did you, you have over at uh round legacy and we well, also have 30, 30. 30 30 So we started strong but have fallen off. Now, I, I, I saw Emma sh- shook her head when we asked if uh, she enjoyed blood sport. So Emma, I believe, is going to be taking over the next five questions, uh, and I don't know if that means you're going to make them really hard for us, but we're excited.
0: <laughs> I think we've gotten a few of the hard questions out of the way.
4: Hey!
8: Um, all right.
0: Also, <laughs> in, in general, Herod's the, the movie buff of the two of us, so any movie questions in here, he most likely came up with. Yeah. <laughs>
8: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, all right, so... Question six, the category is, oh my good, what is the state vegetable of Oklahoma? It became the state vegetable in 2007, causing quite a bit of controversy.
4: I wonder what what gourd would people be angry about?
5: (laughs) (laughs) What's a rage-inducing gourd? I
4: would just go with this. I hate squash. That was my guess as was well, because I think it would start a controversy. All right, we're elected.
5: Was it the food of the state or?
3: Vegetable. The vegetable. Pumpkin? People get all up in a tizzy about their pumpkins.
4: It's probably the best gourd there is. Right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, squashes suck.
4: Yeah. I'm just saying it now. This is what the song going to be starting something's about, probably. Pumpkins? No, the official state vegetable of Oklahoma. I'm oh. a vegetable. <laughs> I'm a vegetable. Oh, jeez.
5: I think we are going to lock in with pumpkin. We said pumpkin as well
0: so it's actually even more controversial than pumpkin it's the watermelon
5: how dare they yes see ooh, Mm. hmm It's a fruit pumpkins have seeds they're all
7: fruits
0: i i did read up about (laughs) this and i think that the governor wanted to make watermelon the state fruit but there already was a state fruit i think it's a strawberry so he pushed to have it the state vegetable you know (laughs) what i
7: have heard i have heard this and oh, it did, are you kidding me?
3: They went with an aggregate fruit as their state fruit? That's mm-hmm.
4: what happens when you're in power and you have vegetable. It's uh, also the state is animal. Wild is the
7: He's <laughs> wild with power. He's wild with power. All right. So let's get seven.
0: All right. Question seven. Your category is Samoa or less. What was unusual about the 30th of December 2011 in Samoa?
7: So we're right near the new year. Yeah. So I think they probably... Maybe lost a day because they like moved to the the time zones or something like that. Something weird like that. So let's just say
4: that. I like that. Yeah.
3: We said it didn't exist for similar reasons.
0: You guys are both spot on. Well done. So they went to bed on the 29th of December and woke up on the 31st. And you're right. It was because they wanted to be in the same time zone as New Zealand.
4: Wow. So They were jealous of that time zone like a Twilight Zone episode. Lost mm-hmm. the whole day. I wonder if everyone woke up and I they're like, like that what all happened? The time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it probably felt really refreshed. That's 20... true. They had 24 hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, question eight. How dare he? Which famous author was a taste tester for Cadbury's chocolate when he was a schoolboy?
8: You
7: know? Yeah. That one? With the <laughs> thing?
5: <laughs> <laughs> with the thing? John Oberweis. I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess we could go with that. Okay. Okay, so... Cadbury, based in England, yes
3: So I'm trying to think of what would be funny if they were like a taste tester as a young child.
5: Oh, what if it's, um, uh, who wrote James and the Giant Peach?
3: Yeah, the same person who wrote Willy Wonka. Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Yeah. That's my thought.
5: Yeah, that's a good one. Let's do that.
3: That's yeah. a great guess.
7: Um, we just couldn't get dairy out of our heads, and we said Stephen King because of it. And stuff, oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny.
0: Um, not Stephen King. Uh, Jeff and Matt are correct. That was, was,
7: great, was, that was a great, great answer. Excellent job.
3: If it if it wasn't that, I was like, I hope it's something funny like George Orwell like <laughs> for Animal Farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Eating, eating the Cadbury cream <laughs> eggs is very dystopian. <laughs> Cadbury-inspired 1984.
0: That'd be great. Question nine. Everything's falling into space. In 1993, Russian cosmonaut Alexander Serebrov was the first person to play a video game in space when he took his Game Boy with him to the Mir space station. What was the game he played? Ooh,
4: maybe w- not. What year was this Ooh. again? In
0: 1993.
3: That makes sense with the clue. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Oh, I didn't, hear the, I didn't hear the clue. Either that or the other one that you would think of for that. But Pokemon? Yes.
5: <laughs> it's like, I got to catch them all, but I have the space mission. What are, if? Are you guys locked in? Yeah, we're locked
3: I in. I believe so, yeah.
7: All right. So the clue was everything is falling into space or everything's
5: falling in space.
7: Plus, Russian, Mm -hmm. Tetris. Yep. I was thinking Tetris as well.
3: Yeah.
5: Tetris. Obviously, we went with Doodle Jump. Uh, No, we also went with Tetris. I still have that downloaded on a
3: phone somewhere. (laughs) I believe it. So that they couldn't take it away when they removed it from the App Store.
0: Um, Yes, the answer is Tetris.
3: Nice.
7: Now, Neil, your brother is quite the Tetris player. He, I do say so
4: myself. He loves Tetris. Uh, we also grew up with Dr. Mario with the mm. pills. Oh, I love Dr. Mario. Which is a great game. My favorite Game Boy game is uh, Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle.
7: See, I used to play Columns. That's the Sega one. Oh, yeah, I've never played off. Columns before. It was It's like more of a color match sort of thing.
4: Is it uh, Greek-based? I, I, I don't.
7: <laughs> I actually, I think it is. I think it is like a Greek theme. but They're all just Greek columns you have yeah. to put in a place. like a Parthenon. have got a small
3: aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Yeah, go ahead with uh, question 10. We'll finish off the round.
0: Yeah, question 10, all that remains. Who won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 2017? Since winning the prize, he's published the book Clara and the Sun. And he also happens to be Gerard's favorite author, which is why this question's in here.
7: <laughs> Neil looks like he has some sort of recollection of this, but I don't. You can lock in with the guess, Neil. If you'd like.
4: Okay. Um, I have a random guess. Uh, We're going to lock in. This is not coming to me. Do you have any idea?
5: No. Who would be, I mean, recent authors? I have no idea.
3: I was trying to think. There's a couple, like, I believe Pulitzer, maybe not Pulitzer, maybe Pulitzer Prize winning South African authors, but I'm not remembering Mm -hmm. any of their names. I know Mm -hmm. I've, I, so I didn't, I mean, I don't, his favorite author doesn't have to be South African, but. That'd, yeah, that'd be a cool trivia question.
8: Yeah,
7: L- Lucky Johnson,
5: um, Lucky yeah. Johansson. Yes, I don't care,
3: <laughs>
4: I'm fine with that. We're gonna go with that. Lucky Johansson. Uh, this, so, this author uh, has written comic books, uh, novels, all that good kind of stuff. I think TV, possibly. Um, I know he won maybe a Pulitzer, I'm not sure about the Nobel Prize, but we
6: went uh Nehisi Coates.
0: Okay, so no points here.
6: Yeah, the, the correct answer is Kazuo Ishiguru. Oh. He was yeah, Japanese born but he's a British author 'cause he moved to, to they 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 moved to Britain like at a very young age and okay. the clue was partly also all that remains, which which basically is one book that's quite um famous It's called Remains of the Day. So mm. there was a bit oh, of yeah. a clue to that, yeah.
7: Well, after the first round, looks like we got 50 points, so we're on, uh, on pace
3: for an average game. Yeah, and uh, you guys have 50. We have 60 points over here, so just a slight advantage. All right. Let's get uh, into the swing round. What do you have prepared for us today?
0: Go okay, so for the swing round, we've taken a bunch of books, board games, video games, movies, etc. And what we've done is change one letter in the title to make a new version of it. So we're going to give you a description of this new thing and you have to give that as your answer. So we'll give you the category if it's a book or movie and we've got an example just to show you how it works if you like. Okay. So for example, a movie, in an experiment's gone wrong, Jeff Goldblum finds himself with COVID-like symptoms and that would be the flu. So it's Uh, the fly and we change the Y to a U to make the flu. uh,
4: Clever, clever. Okay, that makes sense.
6: Number one, a theme resort is opened with tragic results when scientists use DNA to create long extinct pigs. And this is a book or a movie, and a movie. Number two, don't piss off this superhero or he'll destroy you with his dazzling good looks. In the category comic book superhero. Third one. Adam Driver and his wife struggle to come to terms with an irreparable form of Victorian transport, a movie. Number four, as part of an elite team of scientists, you must race to save the world from the spreading of a certain type of bad joke, board game. Number five, missionaries to Africa attempt to get natives to worship an item of footwear, musical.
0: Okay, number six. In this open world game, you play as a low life character rising up in the ranks by stealing corporate identities. That's a video game. Then, number seven, a girl discovers that she is musically gifted while helping to support her deaf family. She is. That's a movie. Then, eight, when a group of schoolboys is stranded on an island, they fight over who will get the last portion of chips. That's a book. Nine, A captain reminisces about the giant web-footed creature that got away. That's a book. And ten, in this card-based deck-building game, players win by amassing the most victory points and getting rid of all the annoying small yellow creatures in blue dungarees. And that's a board game.
7: Now that we have the questions, we will consider these uh, great new combinations, and we'll be right back.
8: (laughs)
7: Today's episode is partially sponsored by Zencaster, and we couldn't be happier about that. We love the product. We use it on virtually every episode that we do uh, to get our guests to come in clearly. Uh, They have a great program that filters the audio, makes it easy to edit, and stores it online for us, too.
4: Yeah, it's a huge help that all of our recordings are backed up on a cloud-based backup system that Zencaster runs, and that way we just know that none of our episodes or none of our audio from our contestants are going to be lost uh, like it was one time, which is still embarrassing. You'll never hear it.
5: Yeah, we can't control the Midwest weather. When the tornadoes hit, sometimes we lose power. It happens.
3: Not only that, Zencaster is super simple to use for our guests and for ourselves. You do it right in the browser. There's almost no learning curve. Saves us a bunch of time and hassle. Thank you, Zencaster. And let's get
7: those swing round answers. We are back. Let's get the questions one more time and we'll uh, give our funny combinations.
6: Okay, cool. Um, Number one, a theme resort is opened with tragic results when scientists use DNA to recreate long extinct pigs. The book or the movie? We went with
4: Jurassic Pork.
3: Yeah. um, That was the reason that the guy was actually on the
6: toilet. Uh, We said Jurassic Pork. Yeah. And Jurassic Pork is correct. Well done. Question two. Don't piss off the superhero or he'll destroy you with his dazzling good looks. In comics superhero. We went with The Incredible Hunk.
5: Uh, we also thought this was an incredible hunk.
6: The Incredible Hunk is also correct. Question number three. Adam Driver and his wife struggled to come to terms with an irreparable form of Victorian transport. Movie.
4: We said this was the uh, original title for Bridgerton. The carriage story. Yeah, we said why why wouldn't you fix the spokes? Uh carriage
3: story.
6: And carriage story is correct.
0: This was one of the ones we were most proud of. <laughs>
4: <laughs> These are
6: all wonderful.
7: I could have ridden on hundreds of carriages. <laughs>
4: <laughs> punches the wall. You ever see you ever see
7: the clip of uh them doing the the like goofy voice over it? Oh no. I got to show you that. There there's it's it's uh, word for word that scene, but it's like Disney voice actors doing
4: that. i've seen them do like the pixar versions of them arguing and crying <laughs> which is
6: really funny we also need to google that now <laughs> afterwards um question four as part of an elite team of scientists you must race to save the world from the spreading of a certain type of bad joke board game some might describe our show as this uh,
5: pandemic yes we also said pandemic
6: and pandemic is correct. Number five, missionaries to Africa attempt to get natives to worship an item of footwear. musical.
4: We went with
6: boot
3: of Mormon. Yeah. I think red was always trying to shove up someone's ass. We said the boot of
6: Mormon. And boot of Mormon is correct.
0: All right.
6: Okay.
0: Number six. In this open world game, you play as a low life character rising up in the ranks by stealing corporate identities. The video game
7: we went with brand theft auto uh, oh that's, that's much better
5: yeah we went with assassin's greed <laughs> <laughs> not bad yeah, that's not but funny.
0: it is brand theft auto and question seven i think this was a tough one um a girl discovers that she is musically gifted while helping to support her deaf family she is yeah and that's amazing
7: we we didn't feel good about this one this is the only one that we went without an answer so we got nothing
3: Mm. an apple tv award-winning movie it is yoda
4: oh oh
0: yes (laughs) yoda it is well done
4: i was thinking that she is the way it was written was a clue but I, i just didn't even go that route yet that's great all right
0: number eight
4: we, should have, we should have boys, watched Coda is the
7: problem. We yeah. didn't watch it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Next time <laughs> you come <show> over. <laughs>
7: I've, I've been trying to, but it's, it's uh, not been not been streaming properly for me.
0: All right, number eight. When a group of schoolboys is stranded on an island, they fight over who will get the last portion of chips. And that's the book.
4: Loved that uh, it was described as chips, and we went Lord of the Fries. Mm-hmm. We don't call it that
5: here, but that's okay. We said Lord of the Fries.
0: It is Lord of the Fries. We actually had some people playtest this for us, and some of the feedback we got was that chips isn't really the right word, but nope. we couldn't think of a better word.
3: No, yes. we like it. We yeah. should it call it chips. got it.
7: Fries so... is in the answer. Yeah. Right. I, I like chips it and crisps. It acknowledges both, uh, yeah,
4: both equally. Yeah. Mm. I'd prefer to be like, give me a bag of crisps. Just sounds cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. It does sound. I'm, I'm it sounds healthier, that. actually. It does. Okay, number
0: nine. A captain reminisces about the giant red-footed creature that got away. That
5: if
7: you were to Photoshop one of these, I think it should be this one. <laughs> okay. And it's uh, Moby Duck.
4: Uh, call me Ishmael. Moby Duck.
0: Yes, Moby Duck.
4: Well- awesome. You should put uh, Howard the Duck as the duck. for that one. And Moby as...
3: Is-
6: yeah, we should, we should actually <laughs> Photoshop something like that.
3: <laughs> I kind of wanted to see um, a carriage story with like Adam Driver, like punching the side of the carriage. <laughs> If you want to Photoshop
6: that, go ahead. The I'll last Photoshop one. that as well. <laughs> yeah.
8: um,
0: and the last one. In this card-based deck-building game, players win by amassing the most victory points and getting rid of all the annoying small yellow creatures in blue dungarees. A board game.
5: Yeah, we want
7: with no minion.
5: Uh, we also hope for a world of no minion. I'm tired of them
0: it is no minion and um neil and ken it was really um entertaining for us listening to the two of you trying to work out how to spell dominion <laughs> yeah for about five minutes
4: after the swing round looks like both teams picked up 45 points mm-hmm. that's correct it's going to bring jeff bridges as a national treasure is that the name of it our yeah, team yeah 95 95 and uh thron legacy to 105 yeah
5: it's confusing that the team name with Jeff in it doesn't have Jeff in it. I
4: considered that earlier, but, you know, the more Jeff, the Not I'm everything's there. about you. <laughs> so as we go to the second round, just a, a big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters for helping us uh, continue to grow the show. Uh, we uh, just passed, at the time of this recording, uh, which is at the end of May, uh, we just passed 458 patrons, so we passed our 450 mark on our way to 500. So thank you to... Everyone who is uh, signing up to be a patron and getting all those extra uh, bonus audio episodes as well as some of the perks. Uh, As you mentioned, we sent a a box to uh, South Africa. It's on its way. Uh, It'll probably get there pretty soon. But uh, you can join uh, all of our patrons who help us get uh, the show going and uh, Gerard and Emma um, to support the show. And Jeff, anything else you'd like to say about uh, Patreon since uh, it's our fifth year anniversary here?
3: Thank you. You did it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You covered
4: everything that uh, is a perk, except for the one that keeps supporting our show. So thank you. Awesome. Well, yes, thank you. Go to patreon.com, says Triviality Podcasts, and uh, join in on the fun. All
7: right, let's get round two underway.
0: Round two, question one. Your category is Let It All Out. Which band's name, as well as their first album, was inspired by the writings of Arthur Janov, the creator of Primal Therapy? A trauma-based psychotherapy that focuses on helping people connect with their deepest emotions and feelings to make sense of this mad world. Hint: It's not Primal Scream.
5: We're elected. Probably a rock band. Yeah. Probably, I mean, if if I, it's hard because I don't I don't even know like a decade to.
3: Right. Um like,
5: I don't think it's like Rage Against the Machine. Oh, eh, it's got rage in it.
3: It was uh, Rage Against the Machine's first album. Was called Yeah, Rage Against the Machine.
5: You want to just say that because it's got anger in it.
3: Sure, we're gonna go Rage Against the Machine.
7: I don't think uh, the same, like a self-titled album, was necessarily in the question. She said the uh, name of the band and the first album were based on the same concept. Mm. Uh, we went with Tears for Fears, and I believe their first album was The Hurting, and uh, they have a new album out. It's pretty good.
5: <laughs> <laughs> If it hasn't been said tears before,
0: for, tears for fears, and yeah, Cheraad's been listening to the album on repeat for the last however long it's been out.
7: Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Well, we love Sean. And and there was her. a lot a of clues book. in there. Let it all out, and also Mad oh, World. Let yeah, it all. Yeah, I'm glad ah. you. I was like when she said Mad World, I was like, oh, that gave it away, but you missed it. So
4: yeah, it clicked right when I was thinking of Let It All Out, and made me think also of uh, Sean and Gus uh, on Psych doing their uh, talent show. <laughs> I don't know how her performance. That. Yeah.
6: Oh yeah, they do feature quite a bit in psych <laughs> Yeah, they, they love
8: tears
4: for Fears. Affairs. So do I. I might I might see
7: them in a couple of weeks.
0: Mm. Alright. Ground two question two. Ever Ever Everest. Mount Everest is famously the highest mountain on Earth above sea level. Perhaps not quite as famous. K two is the second highest mountain. It lies on the border of which two Asian countries?
4: I like those I
7: answers. I don't, I don't know if these two countries share a border, but let's go with it. I think
4: it's close to that at I think least. It's, it's at least in the region. It is. So. I think you're in the right ballpark. All right.
5: It's by the Eurasia border, right? So
3: it it no, it's just, it's still in the Himalayas. Okay. Um, it's it's in that chain. So, um, Everest is on the border between Nepal and India, mm-hmm. but I think K two is on the border with Pakistan. But I don't know if it's Pakistan and India or Pakistan and China. Uh, I think Pakistan I would, and India? I would I would go with Okay, two. we're going to go we're, we're going to guess Pakistan and India.
4: Well, Ken wrote down a couple of places uh and I just agreed because I I don't really know, but uh, we actually said Nepal and India, so maybe we were thinking of Everest, but those are our answers.
0: So you're all very much in the right area, but it's actually Pakistan and China. Mm-hmm.
8: Mm-hmm.
3: 50 50 i knew it was in i knew it was mostly in pakistan but
0: okay question three not another food question italy is home to the oldest university in continuous operation in the world give the name of the university which is also the name of the city it's in
4: i think that that is a type of food i think right
7: yeah you selected a food term
4: yeah and that's i believe an italian area
7: okay I'm good with it.
3: Okay, we'll we'll lock in. Now that I rehear them talking about that, my original thought of the University of Bologna actually makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Joking about it not being another food question. Yeah. Do you want to go with that?
5: See if this question's full of Bologna?
3: Yes. Okay. That's what we're going to go with.
4: That is a great guess. I didn't even not even think of that. Um, Yeah, we were thinking of Florence, Florentine. Florentine, I believe, is some sort of food item. So we just said Florentine University.
0: So both... Foodish, but the answer is
3: Bologna.
4: All right. Yeah, I,
3: I often have eggs Florentine. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, that's probably like what I'm thinking spinach, of. With spinach, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You love your eggs Florentine. I like my eggs a lot of ways.
5: How many ways are there to prepare an egg?
4: Whatever's on the on the hat. It's right? on the
3: hat. Around the hat. Look to the hat. <laughs> Count the hat. They're all written inside the folds. I think it's like a cheat sheet. <laughs>
0: um, okay. Question four: A music question to sink your teeth into. Written by Jim Steinman while he was working on a musical of Nosferatu. What was the original name of Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart?
7: Wait, did I just hear correctly that this song was supposed to be part of a Nosferatu musical?
0: That, yes, you did just hear that.
7: I want that so bad. That'd be really did great. It, it never made it though, huh? <laughs> Sadly <laughs> don't, <not>.
6: think, <laughs> don't think so.
7: Yeah. Actually, I want that puppet musical from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That would more than be great, yeah. <laughs>
4: That's a good guess. I I was just, this has nothing to do with vampires though. I was just thinking because they say it all the time in the song, but
7: yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. Well, we'll go with yours because this is just a shot in the dark. All right. Which is also a good song.
4: We know a couple lyrics from the song and one that's repeated a ton. So we're just going to lock in with it as a guess.
3: Once upon a time I was falling in love, Mm -hmm. but now I'm only falling apart. Nothing I can say. A total eclipse of the moon. That sounds like more like a werewolf thing.
5: Total eclipse of the moon. Yes, and they changed the lyrics because they were know. making the vampire musical. <laughs> oh, no, I
3: have no idea. I'm just making bad guesses here. Yeah, no, maybe maybe something with the heart. Total backcountry. Total consumption of the heart. <laughs> total consumption of the heart. <laughs> Beautiful song. It's a title. very it's yeah. A, it's a very like the vampire. Yeah. He needs it. Mm-hmm. He wants that blood. So good. Sure. <laughs>
4: We know in the song they they say uh, turn around quite a bit, and uh, I suppose Nasratu, when he hears someone, he turns around with his claws out or whatever to creep you out. So we just said turn around.
0: Um, So it's actually Vampires in Love.
5: Mm. Oh, Oh. that's beautiful, actually. The
4: Ballad of Count Orlok. (laughs) We need Willem Dafoe in that. Vampires in Love. (laughs) Vampires (laughs) in Love.
5: That was the original title of Twilight, I believe.
4: Yeah, probably.
8: Mm. Yeah.
0: All right, question five. So we also asked Friends, for uh, a listener submitted question for this. So, um, thanks to our friends Dan and Carly in the UK. Thank you, guys. The category is All's Well That Ends Well. And the question is Homage to Catalonia is the memoir of which British author's time as a militiaman in the Spanish Civil War?
7: All right, we're uh, at a loss here. We know roughly the timeline of the Spanish Civil War and. British authors, but we can't really line the two categories up, so we're we're tapping.
3: <laughs> Spanish Civil War was in the 1930s, mm-hmm. so um, that was when Franco came to power. They were still kind of completely destroyed, which is why they stayed neutral during World War II. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of
5: British authors who so, would have fought <laughs> based for that on in the, the 30s. based on the clue "Oswell that ends well." I wrote down George Orwell because it ends in well, and that doesn't. I don't know
3: Oswell that ends if- well. That's end well. <sighs>
5: I, I was thinking... That's a Shakespeare quote, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Was Shakespeare in the Spanish Civil War? <laughs> they come back. Shakespeare's
7: <laughs> Um On a marionette string. I'm
3: like 100% sure Ernest Hemingway went and fought in the Spanish Civil War, but, but I'm 100% sure he's American. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of someone like him that just like... Because Hemingway just like took up arms and like went, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Mark Twain. American. Uh, died before that.
5: Robert Frost, uh,
3: American. I know, I'm just naming American. Stephen King, no. <laughs> American, born later. Uh, <laughs> Orwell's not a bad guess. I'm trying to think of another. It wouldn't have been Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, that's too he American. Have, and he wouldn't have gone to fight on purpose. He was in yeah. a war, but Bob Dylan. God, I'm okay going with Orwell just because I don't think I have anything better. I could see him. I think he fought in World War II, but I could see him fighting on, like, the the anti-fascist side.
5: So. All right. We have an answer, and we're locking in with George Orwell. And we had nothing. We had to tap out.
3: Okay, so
0: Matt picked up on the clue. And you guys did mention him earlier in the podcast, actually. <laughs> it is George Orwell.
5: Ooh. <laughs> Great job. I wrote that down immediately, and then we talked about it for 10 minutes for no reason. But you won't know, because I cut it all out, because it was pointless.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. We just finished the first half of the second round. It looks like Team Jeff Bridges of the National Treasure only picking up 10 points, bringing their total to 105, but extending their lead to 125 by picking up 20 points is Thrawn Legacy.
6: Cool. Round two, question six. It's the end of the world as we know it. Again, the video game Death Stranding is set in a post-apocalyptic world ravaged by mass extinction. Video games aside, within one... How many mass extinctions have there been in our world? And we're excluding the one that we're apparently currently living through. Okay, they have a guess. It's within one, so we're probably
5: looking at a lower number.
3: I believe the current anthropogenic extinction is the sixth mass extinction.
5: So we're going to look at five?
3: But I don't know if there have been six, and we're moving on to seven. But if we're within one, I'd like to say six, just to be safe. Well,
5: okay. I have no opinion, so I would also like to say six. I
3: can only name, like, one other. I know the Permian. There's okay. the Great Dying. Oh, that's my favorite.
5: Hey. Yeah.
7: <laughs> All right, you guys said six. Yes, mm-hmm. we said four. So hopefully it's five.
6: And the answer is actually five, so yeah, both teams <laughs> will get a point. Um, yeah, as Jeff mentioned, the current one we are living through is, um, yeah, that would be the sixth one.
4: What a weird so, way to... to uh, I guess we have to look at our lives that way. We're in a mass extinction right now, I guess? We're causing a mass extinction. We're causing extinction. Yeah. a mass, mass extinction.
5: We don't just witness them. We cause them.
7: Can we hit the, the, hit the wah-wah button? <laughs> no, nah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pain. It's, to, it's, a, it's a pain to I edit, know. so... I know. Uh, we'll just uh,
6: do it ourselves. Wah-wah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and on to question number seven. 1962... More like 1062. Originating in Europe many years ago, what is the official state sport of Maryland as of 1962? To play this sport, you might need a certain, certain member of NSYNC. Also, this is not to be confused with the state team sport, which is lacrosse.
4: What, what do you think?
6: I, I think I know it. Are we locked in?
3: I believe so. We're locked I believe in. we can lock in. Yeah.
4: This reminds me of something I remember learning. Uh, well, we got... You got Chris, uh, JC, Justin, <laughs> Lance, Joey. You that's got, the angle you want to go at it, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. You got Fatone, Kirkpatrick. Right. So Timberlake. you need a fat one.
7: So considering Lance Bass. Ah. So is it bass fishing? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, a big I want to say it's Billy Bass fishing. I want to say it's jousting. Oh, that's oh. He says 1062.
4: Yes, you you are correct. Jousting. Yeah. That is jousting Timberlake.
7: Yeah. Right. So maybe that should be our bet.
4: We'd have to joust each other. I like today. that. Actually, we should. That, what can we joust with so we don't cool hurt noodles? each other? Cool Vuvuzelas. Why can't Let's... we get
3: like those big fake cotton swab things like the head in America? Here, gladiators. Here's what we're
4: going to do. It's not a South African delicacy, but I think we should joust at full speed with baguettes. <laughs> Just can right. run through. All right. So the losing team will joust
7: full speed with baguettes. Are
3: these like weak old baguettes? Because you'll get run straight through with that. Yeah. Like
7: we have to hit each other in the mouth with a fresh baguette. <laughs> Alright, what did you guys have?
3: <laughs> uh we just said uh jousting. I wasn't even thinking about Lance Bass. I was just like, Oh Justin jousting, sure. Wow. I mean I knew it cold, so I didn't think about it too hard,
6: but excellent. Yeah, everyone picked up on, on the clues. They like, have the perfect flight. Like suspending from a, a lance too.
7: Oh lance, duh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, when it... when we do the baguette joust we'll have to ride those like ostrich things from the game joust. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted
3: to do the Monty Python thing where someone claps in the background and I kind of like skip along. All right, we could do that. Yeah.
7: You'll be doing that because you're going to lose.
6: All right, what's the next <laughs> question? Shots fired. Cool. Um, round to question number eight. Does this ring a bell? Making his directorial debut with Fritz de Cat in 1972, the first animated feature film to receive an X rating, Ralph Bakshi became known for his adult-oriented animated films. In 1978, he released a film based on a famous novel, the first in what he hoped would be a series of films. Unfortunately, the rest of the plan- of the planned films were not greenlit, so the movie was left hanging without a proper conclusion. What is the name of the famous book series that this film was based on? Decades later, a live-action series of this book was successfully adapted to film. Reluctant
3: trying to think of something that might ring have been... a bell? No. I'm just trying to think of a... No, subject... I'm saying the
5: title. Oh. Of the... <laughs> nice. So I'm guessing that there's some kind of bell involved, but not like Beauty and the Beast bell.
3: It could have been adapted. It would have been public domain,
8: but... Yeah, but... That's not a series. Yeah. 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 Uh, so
5: things that have been successfully adapted into series, that would be from that era my Could first be.
8: thought
3: was like chronicles of narnia yeah
5: so that that's what
3: uh because isn't there no, that's a silver chair is there a one with a bell in it in
5: the title um
3: which of the dawn Treader, chronicles of narnia i don't know but i don't think we're getting anything
5: things. closer okay. so
3: we're what? gonna lock in with the chronic what, what? calls of narnia mm-hmm. thank you matt
7: mm-hmm. should have gone with uh, his buddy does this
6: ring a bell oh lord of the rings wow Nice. And yeah, Lord of the Rings is correct. Well done. So, we originally intended to make the category name specifically, or especially for Neil, but we thought that would be a dead giveaway. Uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, but yeah, the ring, the ring is the clue. So what Lord was X-rated?
4: Oh, he yeah, wrote Fritz the,
6: Fritz the, the cat. cat?
7: Fritz the Cat was his previous yeah. movie, oh. and then he did Lord of the Rings. Okay. He
6: did
5: The Hobbit, right? Was that the one he did?
7: That was a different
5: animation uh, team. Yeah.
7: Okay,
4: okay. No, it was the, It was yeah, so literally Matrix. Lord
7: of the Rings and it went through like the first two books-ish and then there was no finale. Oh. It was like hyperspeed. Yeah, bas-
6: yeah, it basically ended at the Battle of Yelmsteep, if I remember correctly, the mm-hmm. animated film. And, yeah. Yeah, it just never got picked up for, for a second movie. Okay, round to question number nine. This guy's not playing around. Last year, 2021, Sonny Molina broke the record for the longest distance walking barefoot over what? He walked a distance of just under 9 kilometers or just over 29,000 feet, 5.6-ish miles.
3: Cause like
7: Let's the, go with it. Okay. Let's go with your idea.
3: Okay. All right, we're, we're, we're locked in. This guy's not playing around. Is this somebody where he's walking over broken There's glass? There's no
5: way somebody walked over broken glass for five miles. I know. John McClain did it. Um, so my thought was it's always like one of the things, it's like a trope that parents complain lava. about walking on Legos. They wake up and they step on Legos. Not playing around, you play with Legos. My
3: and guess would play be- play well is Lego in Danish. Yes. I think that's
4: a great answer. Wow. Great reasoning. I, we thought maybe there was a line from Die Hard where you know, they're all getting <laughs> angry about McLean and you know shooting them all up, and someone said, this guy's not playing around. So we said Glass. Or maybe it was Carl in his car. Could, it <laughs> could have been. It could have been Argyle. Yeah. <laughs>
6: And well done, Matt, for picking up on
8: yeah, on the clue.
5: and
6: yeah, it is Lego. Mm-hmm. That's masochistic.
3: That sounds like a nightmare. Listen
7: yeah, to nothing. Matt's clue reads because he's doing really great, and then you try
4: to talk him out of stuff. <laughs> yeah, Matt's Matt's got a great trivia gut.
3: I didn't talk about anything good. We know. What are you talking about?
4: Have you ever, uh, either of you, ever walked over Legos like for an extended period of time? <laughs>
6: For how long is it extended? Yeah, not not like extended, but but accidentally stepped on something. Yeah, that's fun. I have
3: somehow, despite owning over 100 Lego sets, have never stepped on a Lego.
4: I We should make that That the best, but I don't want to walk over Legos if you lose. I'd rather jouse. We'll do the Bega. That sounds more fun (laughs) and visually interesting.
3: (laughs) I could like put a whole bunch together that are
4: flat if that helps No, we're doing the baguettes.
5: There's probably a surprising interest in a close-up of our feet on top of Legos. I will not take
4: my (laughs) shoes off for anyone. Fair enough. The baguette
7: jousting, it is. Neil has a line, and that's it. All right, let's get the final question to see what we're going to go
6: into the final round with. Cool. Round two, question number 10. High and dry. A cut of meat is marinated for 24 hours before being hung on hooks to dry out for up to a week. It's then cut into pieces to eat and enjoy. This shouldn't be confused with jerky, which is cooked at a low temperature to slowly dehydrate the meat and cut into thinner slices, and arguably tastes nowhere near as good. What is the name of this much-loved South African snack?
7: So, Neil, I don't know anything specifically South African, and this does not ring a bell. It's like something I'm familiar with, so.
4: Yeah, I'm not too familiar with it either.
7: say a nice hard salami. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Would you marinate and then hang out to dry?
5: I don't know. Uh, I'm just trying to think of different types of of meat, and I got nothing because it's if it's not dehydrated because that's what jerky is, right? right. So this is a, is this a moist meat? I don't want that. A moist meat. A tartar. It's not. No, I mean, it's aged. Aged tartar. <laughs> I I don't know. That's okay. Well, we're gonna we're Cut gonna we're gonna say a nice fine beef tartare.
6: And yeah, unfortunately, no no points there. The quest the answer is actually boltong, which is yeah, like as the question said, it's like pieces of meat that's been hanging on hooks to dry up, and it's not moist, but it can be a bit more softer, mm. I'd mm. say, than turkey. Um yeah, like I don't I don't know if it's available in America, but we thought to get like some South African delicacy question in here. Yeah. What guys, was it called? Guys... Bolton? Michael Bolton? Bolton, yeah. B I L T O N G. Oh, okay.
4: Oh, we'll have to look it up. Maybe we maybe there are some around here somewhere. Um it looks like after regulation, uh team Jeff Bridges is a national treasure picking up thirty points, bringing their total to one thirty five. And uh, Team Thron Legacy picking up 30 points as well, bringing their total to 155. So still very close going into the final round. So let's hear those final round categories.
6: Okay, the final five questions. Okay, the final five categories are based on the big five, which, is, which actually appears on our banknotes. So in order from lowest to highest, the categories are Rhino, Elephant, Lion, Buffalo, and Leopard.
4: All the wagers are now locked in. It looks like Team uh, Jeff Bridges is a national treasure. We're going to go 20 all the way down, and Team Thron Legacy is going to go 25 all the way down. So it's going to come out to who can answer the most questions, just like every time we do the final. <laughs> <laughs> Very astute
7: observation deal.
6: Question number one in the category Rhino. In the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise, there's a pair of henchmen, one a Warthog and the other a Rhinoceros. Their names are both derived from genres of music. The former is a style of jazz, while the latter is a Jamaican music style, a successor to ska and a precursor to reggae. What are the names of these two villains? This question was written for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, question number two. Elephant. Portrayed by John Hurt in an eponymous David Lynch film, what is the real name of the Elephant Man? We'll accept either the name of the name in the film, or the real-life person is based on, as they differ slightly. Question number three, Lion. Lion O is the main character in what 1980s animated TV series featuring a group of cat-like humanoid aliens? That one was written for Matt. Question four,
0: Buffalo. In the famous one-word sentence, Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo... Buffalo, 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 buffalo. What does the verb buffalo mean? And question five in Leopard. I'll admit this one's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> There's a wine farm in South Africa called Leopard's Leaf, which produces a wine called Pinotage. Many other wine farms in South Africa also produce Pinotages, as the Pinotage grape was cultivated in South Africa and is South Africa's signature variety. What two grapes are used to make pinotage?
9: All right, we have the questions. We'll think about these and we'll be right back. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Calling all kids in the car, Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
7: The answers are all locked in. Uh, again, uh, Team uh, Thrawn Legacy, 25s all the way down. Jeff Bridges, 20s all the way down. Let's get the questions one more time, see how we did. Personally, okay. I like these cartoon one.
6: questions. <laughs> cool. Question number one. In the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise, there's a pair of henchmen, one a Warthog and the other a Rhinoceros. Their names are both derived from genres of music. The former is a style of jazz, while the latter is, an, is a Jamaican music style. A successor to ska and a precursor to reggae. What are the names of these two villains?
7: Yep, as I said, this question was written for me, and uh, we said Bebop and Rocksteady, the Warthog and the Rhino, respectively, I believe.
5: Uh pretty sure that's correct yep we said bebop and rock steady
6: that is correct yeah it's bebop and rock steady question number two portrayed by john hurt in the eponymous david lynch film what is the real name of the elephant man we will accept either the name in the film or the real life person he's based on as they differ slightly
7: i'm gonna go with the name that i believe is the real name and i'm gonna say joseph merrick
6: yeah, we
3: just said Merrick,
6: uh, but I believe the fictional one is John Merrick. And both teams are correct, with Joseph and John Merrick. Question number three. Lion O is the main character in what 1980s animated TV series featuring a group of cat-like humanoid aliens? Uh, we went with Thundercats.
1: I
5: think most people say Chitaro was the main character here, but uh, we also said Thundercats.
6: I think Chitaro
7: was in that uh, Chip and Dale movie.
6: Yeah. yeah I, oh, I did I it. watched that that was funny it was great yeah Cool and is correct
0: all right question four in the famous one word sentence buffalo 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 what does the verb buffalo mean
7: yeah roughly we said like to taunt or to bully so taunt
3: yeah we said uh like you know bully harangue what have you
0: Yeah, we would have taken any sort of synonym of that, but Bully is perfect. Nice. And question five, there's a wine farm in South Africa called Leopard's Leap, which produces a wine called a Pinotage. Many other wine farms in South Africa also produce Pinotages as the Pinotage grape was cultivated in South Africa and is South Africa's signature variety. What two grapes are used to make Pinotage?
7: Well, um, it's all down to this, it seems like. So we got a hit and they got a miss.
4: A lot of this is uh, based on the fact that I was working on a question to uh, stump um, our hosts uh, in a future game, possibly. And uh, I believe it's like the widely, the most widely planted uh, grape in South Africa. So we went with Pinot for Pinot Noir. And I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think it's... it ends in Taj. Sin-sot? Sin salt, Sin-salt? <laughs> I think the Taj comes from Hermitage is what it's called mm. in South Africa, but I believe it's Sin-salt or Sin-sot... Sin
5: well, we too said the Pinot, and then we named the only grape we know is a grape and said the Concord.
0: I didn't think, well, I, I hoped that a team would get this, but I didn't think either team would. But Neil, you're absolutely correct. Uh, holy Neil. F- and <laughs> Hermitage or cell.
4: That's only because I was researching a question for them, uh, actually to give to Matt for his stream because they, they go on the stream all the time. But I'm awesome. glad I, I'm glad I we researched
0: could that. We on the stream. Just by the
6: way. Yeah, we, we would like some extra points on the stream in the future. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I hope you guys like your bread, boys. <laughs> Looks like the final scores are Thrawn Legacy picking up seventy-five points, which should be enough to win, bringing them to two hundred and thirty. But thanks to thanks to some uh, South African research to give to Matt, uh, we picked up an extra five points uh, with the hundred total in the final round, bringing our total. To 235, making wow. us today's sin salt of the crop.
9: The cream
3: will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I was like, I don't want to go too hard. Let's not go 30s all the way down. Yeah. Thwarted. it.
7: I know. Well, you still would have... The betting, I think, you, whatever.
4: Yeah. Man, no,
3: because then we would have had uh,
5: 250.
4: You would have lost... 30 points. Matt was really the star of this game, Matt, if I could compliment you today. Hey, I got a couple things right. Good your, for your me. Your gut was very, very strong very today. Dick Gutley today. <laughs> very dick gutly today. Um, very dick gutly. Well, first of all, thank you so much for joining us today uh, from South Africa, obviously, uh, from the Cape Town area. But uh, Gerard and Emma, uh, wonderful game, super clever, great swing round, all of, all above the board. Uh, thank you so much. Anything you'd like to say, anyone you'd like to shout out again, uh, the floor is yours.
6: Yeah, like we we we're very happy to be on the podcast and we really appreciate being here. Um shout outs I'd say like we did do some playtesting and we got like a lot of good feedback from the playtesters and if I can uh, give like a shout out to all of them by name, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. Like yeah, the playtesters were Bettina Michelle, Donald Adamek Louis-Anthony De Roxas, Keith Moser, and Mark is not Mantis on Discord. I don't know mm-hmm. his surname. It's a playtesting <laughs> like the Oscars 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 right there. Great, yeah. Some great feedback, um, which we incorporated. And yeah, it was super fun being on the show. And we definitely hope to be like attending or, or like, host the quiz again in the future. <laughs> For sure. Um, at some stage. That would be great. Or even come up as host, ach, as, as, as guests. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um pretty much the same for me it was really fun thanks so much to the playtesters it, it really helped a lot to sort of improve some of our questions and we really enjoyed this so thanks
4: yeah. yeah lovely having you both thank you so much for being patreon supporters for being our first game uh from south africa which is an honor and uh thank you just for hanging out with us today we loved it for uh gerard emma matt jeff ken uh and myself my name is neil and that was triviality
8: Like, let, test. Me, let, me,
3: uh, let me open that one up real quick. <laughs> if, you, again?
4: if you look at the filmography of the famous actor from uh, Cheech and Chong, Cheech Marin, you get a cheat sheet. Why?
5: Unnecessary. <laughs> Question four, please. This is a pandemic.
4: It is a <laughs>
3: pandemic. <laughs> hey, for any of you out there who need a great platform on which to record your podcast, please use our offer code uh, at uh, zen.ai slash triviality, a trivia game show pod. Trust me, we didn't pick that. Uh, But the offer is good for 30% off directly through Zencaster. So if you're looking for the same excellent, easy-to-use experience that we get with professional sound, please
5: check out the link below. Yeah, the discount code's in the link. You can use copy and paste.
7: That's zen.ai slash triviality, a trivia game show pod. Links in the show notes.